0: Welcome to the devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. For the Toddcast tonight, I wanted to call it Loving with Zeal. Is that a word you've heard before, zeal? No. Loving with zeal. It's interesting, even though there's not many kids here tonight, I was expecting more children, but uh, germs happen from time to time. But the children teach me lessons probably more than any age group in the church because they're so simple. Their minds are so simple and so direct. They teach me a lot about the Christian life, even if they don't mean to. Kids are so, so some of the most zealous people we have in our society. They are full of zeal. If I say the word candy or toy in my household, I can be mobbed <laughs> with their zeal. The word zeal, if you look it up in the dictionary, it, it, it's explained as fervor Or an eager desire to do something. Doesn't that describe children well? Fervor and an eager desire to do something. Kids show zeal in many ways. When it's time to go somewhere or play outside or go to the park or play in the pool or eat candy or birthdays or Christmas, 4th of July, the kids are full of zeal at getting ready for that because fun is right around the corner. Now, kids, like all of us, aren't always full of zeal. Everyone struggles being full of zeal at all time, and maybe that's a good thing. That's a lot of zeal to handle if everyone's full of zeal at all time. That's too much zeal. But kids are zealous when they believe in something, and I think so are adults. We're zealous when we believe in something. The the times my kids are most zealous is when we promise them something fun that they've been looking forward to for a long time. Let me give you an example. They were zealous to see this new Super Mario Brothers movie that was coming out. For weeks and months, they were talking about it. That's all I wanted to talk about. And I was asked by my children one time if they could see the movie when it came out. And I was less than careful with my answer. And I fell headlong into a promise. You guys ever do that as parents? I don't know how I answered it, but I fell headlong into a promise. And before I knew it, I was trapped in that promise. And I couldn't get out of it. And I think I do that a lot. I'm the weaker of the two parents. Um, And so from that moment on, every time I'd leave for work, it was, Daddy, do you think the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to come out soon? Remember how you said we could see it when it does? And when I get home from work, it was, Daddy, only a couple more days until the Super Mario Brothers movie comes out. Are you excited to see it, Daddy? And our kids, without knowing it, have once again taught me an important lesson about zeal because I think we need zeal as Christians. We can't just be obedient and faithful in the Christian life without zeal. I mean, we can, but as you learn from 1 Corinthians 13, there can be a Christianity without love. And there can be a love without zeal. Why do we need to be zealous? I want to read a passage from 1 Peter 4, and I want you to listen for an important word. The word is earnestly, okay? Listen for the word earnestly. Peter says in 1 Peter 4, 7 to 11, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks the oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Did you notice it? Peter told us that above all we should keep loving one another earnestly. That's another word for zeal. He didn't just tell us to keep loving one another, but to do so with zeal, fervor, and eager desire. Now, yes, of course we should love others as a duty, right? But don't you get tired of people telling you to do things as a duty over and over like pastors? Reminding you, like our parents did growing up, take out the trash, clean up your room. Pastors reminding you all the time, make sure you love this week. And you're like, yes, pastor, we'll do our best to love And from the perspective of pastors, we get tired of it also. We get tired of having to remind people to stay on track with love. And it doesn't mean our church is not loving. We as pastors just know that's the most important thing in the Christian life is we want our people to go the right way. We want everyone to stay on the track of love because we see it in the Word of God over and over and over. And I, as your pastor, genuinely want Crossroads Church to be zealous towards loving. And it seems like Peter wanted that also for his readers Zeal is like a motorboat. It's like the motor in a boat that gives it the speed and the power to get to the destination it needs to get to. We don't just want to love like Jesus did. We want want the proper motor to love every single day of our lives until he comes back. And that's a large task. Every single day to love one another. Therefore, we need a large motor to help us go in that direction. And just like my kids have a large motor of fun and excitement behind them when they're thinking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, we need the same energy for walking in love. But perhaps that seems ridiculous. It's like when my mom used to tell me as a little boy, Todd, don't have a bad attitude when I ask you to do something. And I would think, come on, Mom. The thing you're asking me to do is not fun and it's hard. If I want a bad attitude, that's my call. You want me to pretend I'm enjoying something that's hard and not fun? See, I speak messages back to my mom from the pulpit. Um, I was basically telling her I want to get it done and get back to my life because that's the fun part of my life. This, what you're asking me to do, is a duty and a chore. Why, as Christians, should we have zeal towards loving our brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, I came up with two things. Why do we need zeal? Number one, I don't think we can love the way we should long-term without zeal. I don't believe we can. We can love for a season. We can love in short little snippets. But if we desire to get our boat, the Christian boat, to the shore side of heaven, we need a strong motor to help us finish that race. And I believe zeal is that motor. Zeal can be described biblically as a spirit-driven motivation to love Jesus. A spirit-driven motivation to love Jesus. That's number one. Number two, zeal makes love that much more loving. Did you notice that? When we not only love out of duty, but out of a joy from our heart, the recipient of that love gets more love. This, this past week, I was asked to pray over the Littleton Town Hall meeting. And it was, yeah, it's quite an honor. I am, and they're going to call me back on a regular basis um, to pray over their meetings, which is a great honor. And it was interesting. I sat during, for part of the meeting, and they were talking about their EMS services. And the EMS Department, Emergency Medical Services, like many, are shorthanded these days. And the chief of the fire department was there, and he was saying that they not only want their EMS agents to have the same energy to keep going in spite of all the hard things and the long hours, he said this. He said he wanted his agents to have the same energy of their compassion for their duties. For obvious reasons, right? It's not just love as an EMS person but a compassion with the love that takes the love to a whole other level. And it was interesting to hear that because I think that's an interesting illustration for the church. The fire chief of Littleton, like your pastor, wants his agents to be zealous about taking care of their people because he knows that the love is better when compassion and zeal come attached to it. Now, yes, we can love out of duty, and sometimes we love only out of duty. But if we love only out of duty, number one, it's going to wax and wane based on a dozen different variables. I'm tired, I'm stressed, they angered me this week. Um, Number two, it won't be the kind of love that the Lord gives us because the Lord's love is always full of compassion and zeal and joy. When I first went into ministry, this is an interesting story, a fellow minister described me as being too zealous. He said, you're like a bucking bronco. (laughs) All energy and no direction. (laughs) Yeah, that was savage. And this, this man may have been a little right. Um, but at that time, in that season of my life, that comment was hurtful to me because it felt like a wet blanket was being thrown over my zeal towards loving others and serving the kingdom of God because zeal was not my problem. What was my problem? My problem was guidance. I needed guidance for the zeal. I didn't need the zeal to go away. Now, yes, we need direction, we need wisdom, and we need order in the Christian life from the Holy Spirit. But may it never be that we lose our zeal. Amen? Amen. When we love, because when that love is teemed with an earnest heart, it's a love that resembles Jesus. Proper love with zeal can change the world. It really can. And when we have zeal in our love, something else profound happens too. We start to lose track of all the petty crimes that people commit against us. When we become transfixed upon loving those around us, we start to care less about how we're being treated and we become less self-focused and more others-focused. My wife, she's not here tonight because we have a couple sick kids, but my wife is a good example of this. She will notice from time to time that I am tired and in need of rest, and that's a funny thing for a mother of eight to notice yeah. about me. But she will, from time to time, say, "I need why don't you go in the bedroom and rest, and, and I'll take care of the kids. I'm going to bring you coffee. I'm going to bring you some pie. Go in, the, go in the bedroom and rest and just turn your mind off. Yeah, the pie, a little insert there. <laughs> Kevin, what... What are we laughing at? Oh, Ken, what are we laughing at? The pie? Oh, make, make a note of that, Tammy. Tammy, get, get your notebook out and write down, with pie. That <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, with pie. She's learned my love language is pie. And while she does this, what the interesting thing about this is, guess what's happening? Janine's also tired at that season because she's never not tired. Um, she's a mother of eight, but Janine is loving me with zeal. She recognizes that as a person she's committed her to in her life, she is willing to put aside her needs for the sake of my needs. And when she does this, love ceases to be a duty, and it becomes a privilege and a joy, and then it becomes Christ-like. And I hope that I show her this same kind of love. Now, the way that I want to end in this podcast is because I want to thank some of the people in this church who are a support to me as your pastor. And this is something I should do more than I do because this room tonight is full of people who show me love and zeal. It really is. And we're missing some people here tonight that also show me love and zeal. But I want to thank several groups of people tonight, if that's okay. And that's how I want to end. Number one, I want to thank those who serve our country. It's a fitting time for that. I want to thank you for your sacrifices. For those who have served or have family members who have served, thank you for your sacrifices. That allows us to have this kind of freedom we have in this very room tonight. Thank you for that. That's a significant sacrifice. Number two, even though they're not here, my mom is, but my wife and kids and my mother, I want to thank you for loving me with zeal because I cannot do my role unless you do yours. I can't, and I want to thank you for that. I want to thank David Williams. Thank you, David, for loving your Lord with zeal. Is that because you got paid? That's right. Every time I get a paycheck, you'll get recognized. That's right. Keep the checks coming. That was quick-witted, David. That was quick-witted. I have to give you—that was not planned. Um, but I want to thank you. I want to thank you, David, because you so you do so many duties for this church that I have neither the time or the talent for. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank the worship team. I want to thank you guys. Yes. I do. I think they're a big blessing to this church. I want to thank you for singing so heartily to the Lord that we cannot help but do the same. And sometimes I even lose track of flipping the slides because I'm so drawn into worship. That I forget to hit the next slide? And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank the tech team. I want to thank you for making me look and sound good. <laughs> and I want to thank you for letting the word of God go out to dozens who otherwise would not be able to hear it. Thank you, tech team. I want to thank the greeters. My son is one of those. We'll uh, have to listen to this because he's upstairs. I want to thank you for being the first impression of the people that walk in this door of our church. This church continues to be one of the best churches I've ever experienced at welcoming people in, and I want to thank the greeters for that. I want to thank the special event coordinators. I want to thank you for allowing us this opportunity to fellowship like we are now with great food and an inviting atmosphere. Thank the Letournos. Tell them to listen to this. Um, but I make uh, you guys make us want to come back again and again and again. Thank you for that. I want to thank the setup and cleaning team. usual thankless people because they do a lot of behind the scenes that we forget about but I want to thank them for making this church building always look presentable and fresh so that people feel comfortable to worship here with their families I want to thank the children's and nursery ministry Um, and I want to say duh to that one because I want to thank them I want to thank them as a father with eight kids For taking care of our children and teaching our children with such safety, such affection, that we can be freed up to listen to the word of God and fellowship together. Thank you, children's ministry and nursery ministry. I want to thank the youth workers, those who stand with me during the youth events and make sure we don't burn the building down. Um, Thank you to those people who make the youth feel valued and loved. I want to thank the women's ministry team, the men's ministry team. I want to thank you for the special care. You take over these special people in our life. You're the backbone of this church. And we thank you for giving, you, giving us your talents. I'm going to thank the safety team. Thank you for making sure we're kept safe while our worship while we worship our Lord together. Thank you for putting yourself in, in the way of potential harm. Thank you for that. Thank you, social media team. Thank you for getting the word out about this loving church so that we can reach others with the gospel. We had people recently who came because they saw something about our church online. And they came because of that. So thank you, social media team. I want to thank you to all the faithful givers of Crossroads Church. Thank you for taking your financial gifts that God has given you and sacrificing it for your church so that we can minister together in many different areas. And I want to thank all those who faithfully take the time to encourage me, to pray for me, and to pray for everyone who serves here at Crossroads Church. Because without your prayers and your support, we can't do what we do. We can't. We're too weak. And so thank you for supporting us. That's what support looks like. You hold us up. And so I thank you for those people. And for anybody I may have missed and for all those who come regularly Wednesday night and Sunday, I want to thank you as well for standing with us as we serve the Lord Jesus together. This is a beautiful church. It has been when I arrived. It still remains that to this day. And I'm so privileged to be a part of it. So is my family. And more than anyone, I want to thank our Lord Jesus for all the help you give us, Jesus, from saving us, forgiving us, empowering us, guiding us, instructing us using us blessing us feeding us protecting us giving us hope of eternal life etc 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 and i want to encourage all of us to continue to serve the lord and his people with love and zeal because jesus does it for us every hour of every day and he will for the rest of eternity and i want to thank everyone who came out tonight and i want to bless crossroads church by praying for us tonight as we leave so that we can continue to go out in love with zeal. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thanks for listening to the Devotional podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.